everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Blue Collar Syndicate podcast. Another great day. You have myself, John, here once again, and then across from me is still Mr. Albert. How are you? I'm about the same I was an hour ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In in between our recording sessions? Yeah. Not much has happened. One day somebody will give me enough money that I can just actually live on a schedule. Where we or, can, or, or somewhat of a schedule at least at least be like no i take every sunday off not have to record <laughs> multiple episodes in one sitting yeah so yeah. when when i ask you how are you it's not the same as it was an hour <laughs> and a half ago <laughs> yeah pretty much one day we can only hope yeah the only thing i am looking forward to is warmer weather yeah i'm not gonna lie i was down in texas and it was like 70 during the day and the day before that, it was raining a little bit. It was like 50, and I stopped at this gas station. This nice old lady was like, stay warm out there. <laughs> you have no idea, but thank you. <laughs> like, I know you're being nice, but little do you know where I came from, the warm was like 22 degrees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, peak, peak warmth is 3 p.m., and it's 37. I would say the warm is coming, but I don't know because – I think we're finally getting that snowy winter that everybody's been saying is coming. Like, I swear, for the last 10 years, everyone's like, it's going to be this year. It's going to be a lot of snow. And it's always, like, I feel like we've had mild, like, as far as snow accumulation, I feel like we've had mild winters out in our area for the last six, six, seven years. Like, we usually get one or two big ones and then just some little one-inch flurries in between. But this year, I mean, I think we've had three or four where we've gotten at least three inches and then we've had two that were over six yep and then it's like this place thinks it's minnesota or wisconsin now and the snow just sticks around for six weeks it used to drive me nuts you know back when i was in the oil field that one day it'd snow and the next day just be a warm muddy mess now i'm kind of wishing for that <laughs> yeah no stacy i was having the same conversation with stacy the other day because like you said winters have been very mild in Colorado for a long time. I mean, I haven't been in Colorado for winters for a while, but they haven't really changed. And everyone's like, the farmer's almanac says it's this year. We're going to have the <laughs> wettest year we're going to have. I said, like, you can only, I mean, you. it's like the saying, a wrong, a broken clock is wrong twice or twice once. a day. Yeah, twice a day. Yeah. You can say it every year. You're, you'll finally be right one year. Yeah, they're all sipping their coffee with their pinky in the air saying, told you. It's like, yeah, you've been saying for 15 years now. Yeah, it's, it's fucking finally, finally right. time, Mark. I'm going to call it now. The Raiders are going to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> you say it every year, you'll be right one year. Well, I'm not going to say it every year, but I'll say it now, and then somebody can look back whenever it happens and yep. say, damn, he was right. <laughs> <laughs> he, he fucking called it. Yeah. 20 years late. No, the only thing that's been weird about this winter, like we've had a couple of winters where we just had stupid cold. Yeah. Um, but this year we've had the snow and the stupid cold. So I would say it's usually around this time of year where it gets warm and just when everyone thinks it's good to go, we get hammered real good one more time. And then after that time, we're good. Mm-hmm. Like that's been the, like the rule of thumb. January was usually cold. February, March starts to get nice that's when you get that's, that's when, when you mainly get, get the snow you get in the hoodie weather but then it's like you always get hammered with just one massive snowstorm right in right when you're just putting away your winter gear because you're like man it's been like 50 for two weeks now and then next thing you know you get hammered but man, our cold spell has been lasting quite a while we only had i mean i wasn't here but this weekend was like the first weekend where it was above 50 
Yeah, I had plans to go down to Denver, and I was going to go get because I I bought my own camera to learn how to brand for for myself. Yeah, and I was going to go to Denver. I had a bag full of of rocket clothing, and I was going to ask random people to wear it so I can have all these photos of different people wearing my stuff. And that Saturday morning, Stacy woke up. She's like, "I think I'm going to take the dogs on a hike." I was like, "You son of a bitch." <laughs> I kind of wanted to go hiking. Yeah. <laughs> so I went on a hike instead. Yeah. Because it was fucking 60 degrees out. Yeah. Yeah. My wife sent me pictures. So, like, the weekend before when we were supposed to have my son's birthday, I uh, spent like an hour in the morning. We've had four inches of ice on my patio for like three weeks. Mm-hmm. So I spent like two hours shoveling all the ice off because I was like, I did it like in the middle of the week. So I was like, well, at least have the patio on the weekend because the weekend's supposed to be warm, but I don't want to still be covered with four inches of fucking ice. And of course, like by afternoon that day, it started warming up. I was like, fuck, if I would have waited till now, I would have hardly had to do anything. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I was out there with the flat shovel just beating the shit. And I made a, I had a big old ice berm all the way in the grass. So you, the patio would get sun and thaw out and be nice and dry. And uh, we had the alleyway behind the shop here was just snow packed and ice packed for the last month it all melted flooded my shop dude we had like two inches of water in the whole shop oh fuck yeah it was such a shit show and then we ended up like i said the last episode we were all sick canceled i went out of town um then it was a pretty okay week and then the weekend was good and now we're back to the cold and snow real quick yeah (coughs) i'm fucking over it that's what i am (coughs) yeah I know you're listening, Tyler. I know you like the snow, but fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> if if we could just compromise and have the snow and, you know, a constant 40, 50 degrees, I'm fine with that. I think your furnace is now going to finally blow up. Maybe. It's hissing. It's just rattling. It's because it's about to turn off. Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't heard that noise yet come out of it, so. Yeah. No, it's, I don't know. It's got to work out. I mean, when it was, when we had all that ice out there, I got, we had a lot of snow on the roof too, and I was getting a little worried, so I kept the shop at, and then after it all flooded in here, I kept the shop at like 72 degrees for like a whole week. Oh, wow. That was the only way to keep the water. Like, all I could do was dry it up, because even if you squeezed it out the doors, there was still so much ice out the doors, like you can't. It just runs right yeah, back in. Yeah, you can't squeeze <laughs> water uphill, you know. <laughs> And then our alley, I don't know if you felt it driving through, but our alley's turned into a mud-bogging pit. No, it's pretty ice-packed right now. Yeah. It's slick as fuck outside today. Yeah, I went to get tires today and I had some fun in the parking lot. Yeah. I, like I said, I was plowing snow at the library right up the road from you. And I would try and move in the skid steer and I'd let go of the stick and I would, the tracks would stop moving, but the skid steer kept going. <laughs> it was stupid. Yeah. <coughs> oh, shit. But you wanted to talk... I wrote a in our in our note diary of ideas. I wrote one that said, "What did it say here?" Oh, I, sorry. I thought we were going to talk about your other, the last one. But I was so I was about to say we're going to get full Andrew Tate on up in here, but we're saving. Yeah, that one. we're going to save that one because I got a whole good page of notes, and it's one of those things I was telling you. I talked to Haley, and you have to get through an idea, and you have to keep it in order, otherwise you come across like. The dumb Andrew Tate, not the smart one. Okay. <laughs> so I have a notebook where I kind of got my ideas in order, but it's out in the truck and I kind of don't want to walk around and go get it. Yeah. But we had another good one here that I also thought of over the week 
which was uh, I wrote in here, are we or you better than someone just because you don't have the same bad habits? And that that made me. I'm, so question you real quick: Is it just bad habits, or is it just different habits in general? Different bad. I'd okay. say mostly bad. Okay. Um, I was just thinking about old times, and I was like, you know, I had bosses that were great bosses, but I found out, you know, they had they like to do a little blow on the weekend, or they like to drink a lot on the weekend, or they, you know, ran around on their wife, or they had these bad habits. You know, they had some some questionable characteristics. Yeah. There you go. And then I used to like be like, well, this guy can't pass a drug test. He shouldn't be my boss. And I would put no thought process into his actual job performance. I would just think I was better because I could pass a drug test and he couldn't. Mm -hmm. Like I, I felt like that automatically put me a step higher than it did him. And it would always put, put you in like a negative mindset because you're like, I don't want to work for this fucking guy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'm just working for this cokehead over here. Yeah, and that that's the attitude I had a lot of the times. But now like now that I've been, you know, on my own for a few years now, I, I look back at some of that and I'm like, man, that guy was fun to work for. That guy was fucking good at this, good at that. He taught me this, he taught me that. And I'm like, but I remember when I worked for him and I found out, you know, like this guy I'm talking about, he liked to do a little blow. And that was never my thing. Never tried it, never touched the stuff. And, uh, when I found out he did that, I started just kind of shit talking him, ignoring him, not listening to him, had zero respect for him. But prior to that, you know, he's like my favorite guy to work for. Hmm. So it's like, what kind of what in us, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but like what, what orchestrates that thought process where it's like, like, say you have two guys, right? And one guy's a phenomenal operator, and then I'm a mediocre operator. But you find out that that guy, it's a different thing if you're talking about someone who's doing these bad things at work on the job site. I'm referring to people who have bad habits that are outside of the workplace. And that don't affect the work. Like, sorry, but there's no room for drinking on the job or doing blow or smoking pot at work. Like, work is work, but after work. Like there's a lot of people I judge for at work for what they did after work mm-hmm. and like how I was kind of mind fucking that thought of like, why did I used to come to that conclusion all the time? Yeah, that's a tough one. Cause I, I know I've been like that to people in the past and it wasn't really, ne- it wasn't always, you know, I guess drug related since that's the point you're using. That's it, just the easy one. Yeah. But yeah, I've definitely, looked up to people or you know thought different of them because of maybe their attitude or you know this person's a good person on the job but outside of work that's they're nothing to me you know type thing so i've I've definitely experienced that in different ways and it's i think it's it it might be a youth thing because when we're younger we're coming up we want to be better we want to be the best we have this ego you know i'm a badass operator and shit like that and then Sometimes you may or may not get humbled real quick or you find yourself looking up to the wrong person and following their habits outside of work as well. So, I mean, it can go so many ways. And then when you grow up and mature a little bit, like what we're saying now, you look back and you're like, well, that was kind of dumb. Yeah. It's just like a, 
why did I think I was better? Instead of focusing on being better at the job so you were better, you just focused on the fact, like I used to just focus on the fact that I could pass a drug test and he couldn't. Okay. I didn't focus on the fact that I need, I need to improve my operating skills or I need to improve my management skills. Like it was always like, nope, I could pass a drug test. He can't. I'm automatically a better, a better candidate for <laughs> the position. I used to think that all the time. And I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one. I wouldn't think so though. Yeah. I, I think I, I, I might've also been in an awkward situation. Cause I've also always been the angel of a lot of companies. Yeah. <laughs> I've worked at companies where I literally was the only one who didn't need a two day warning on a random drug test. They, they're, they're the ones that they sent to get drug tested because you, they knew you were the only one that could pass it for them. Yeah. I, uh, I have worked in a lot of places where I was the odd man out by not having a massive amount of bad habits outside of work. Yeah. So maybe, maybe I did have a little bit of a unique, uh, environment I was dealing with. I remember one Monday morning meeting, they said, uh, they called my name for randoms, you know, quarterly randoms. People's names got dr- drawn and they're like, John McCarthy. I was like, cool. What drugs are we testing? <laughs> they didn't like that answer. Yeah. Dude, I've worked at places where I've seen guys say, Hey, you got to go take a random. And that guy said, you don't want me to cause that couple melt. Yeah. And the boss is like, I can push it off two days, figure it out. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure, I, I'm, I'm sure people out there can imagine what he had to do to figure that out. I've but. seen that situation as well in different, different areas and different companies I've seen work, you know, worked with. And you know, all, honestly, you never know if you're, if you're going to be honest with your employer and you're a good person to keep around, they might be able to work something out with you. But at the same time, if they're going to help you out, don't keep doing that shit. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it's, I don't know. It's also like, I don't know. I just used to get stuck in just focusing on all the cons of situations, not the pros. It's the same. Such a Debbie Downer. Oh yeah, definitely. It's kind of the same as like, I always find it ironic as those people, like some of the most avid people against legalizing pot are guys who heavily drink. (laughs) Like that's always the situation. I've never met people more against it than guys with a beer in their hand. I've I've seen so many guys shit face drunk talking about how stupid potheads are and it's like dude you you pissed all over yourself five minutes ago. <laughs> I've seen it a lot, so it's like I guess like just cause you can pass a drug test, that's just cause they're not testing for your drug of choice, I guess. Because alcohol's a drug, caffeine's a drug, nicotine's a drug, all that shit. But yeah. I guess the big thing I was just trying to wrap my head around was like, why was I so stuck on focusing on the one thing I could do better than the other person, but just completely oblivious to, oh, he's a good leader on the job site. He's a good operator. He's really knowledgeable about A, B, and C. It's always like, I'm not listening to this dude because he does Coke on the weekends. And Coke's not my thing. Do you still think like that? Well, I don't have no one to compare myself to. <laughs> I work for myself. <laughs> no, I, I do in ways. I was telling you, I'll tell you a, a joke about the way I think about you and me sometimes. Oh. <laughs> okay. I, I sit here and I have these dumb thoughts every once in a while. Where I'm like, John works out a lot. I was like, yeah, but he doesn't fucking diet good enough. He's such a fucking slacker. And meanwhile, I'm sitting here like, 
haven't been to the gym in fucking four months. <laughs> and I'm like, am I better because my diet's better or is he better because he works out more? And it's like, and then I'm like, you know how much of a savage he could be if he would diet better? Oh, I, I fully <laughs> am aware of how uh, much better looking I could be physique-wise. I don't know if it comes from a place of jealousy because it's always like I, I don't have the motivation for the gym. And then when I do, I don't have fucking time. It's like just a revolving circle of bullshit for me. The people that can diet, huge props to them. One, I'm a picky eater. And two, I don't know how to be creative enough to make those kinds of meals. So I'm very chicken and rice yeah, kind of guy. But yeah, people that can diet are fucking... Yeah, but it's just one of those funny ideas because it's like, I'm better because I have a better diet. And it's like, says the guy who can't even go to the gym because it's too... too inconvenient so the guy that can't bench 135 exactly <laughs> and then it's like yeah but john can't even watch what he shows in his face motherfuckers at 7-eleven getting his fucking adult chicken nuggets oh, yeah. are the most unhealthy thing ever i can eat unhealthy food and it's going i'm, I'm sitting me. here ordering my organic beef my organic steaks my grass-fed grass-finished beef <laughs> and i'm like does that put me one up or one down Am I one up because my diet's better or am I one down because I don't go to the gym enough? Fuck. We I have, don't know. <laughs> we have a friend that she's a nurse and she watched me like I told her like what I would pack for a, a daily lunch. This was years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I would make a sandwich. I'd have chips and I would throw a couple like a Twinkie or two in my lunch bag and um, coffee and my go fast in the, for breakfast and shit like that. And she was like, John, how are you not like fat? And obese and diabetic and all this shit. Uh, I guess I'm lucky. I don't know. Right. Just, I don't know. That's a jealousy factor on a lot of people. Like, I have that issue. I look at people and I'm like, how the fuck do you, like, we could eat the same thing. And you would just, certain people just don't gain weight. And other people, it's like they look at a Twinkie and they gain six pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, this guy, this other guy eats half a pack of chips Ahoy and he's like, fine. Like there's a, there's definitely a big genetic thing that goes on there. I don't know how it works, but. It's too much science. I think it, it's, it's the same as like how people don't understand how I could probably live on potatoes and I could probably live on potatoes alone, but I could definitely live on potatoes and ground beef. Oh, oh, easy. Yeah. But Fucking easy. People all the time are like. Like, I'm boring. Like, I was like, give me some butter, and then I could eat all the potatoes and beef. I don't need no seasoning. I don't need no A1. I don't need nothing. I, I Just give me some salt and pepper. That's all I need. Maybe so. I've become a salt person in the last year or so. Mm-hmm. I used to be an avid against salt person, but. Salt's good for you in doses. It helps replenish. Lately, I've been using salt for, put it in my water sometimes in the morning and been putting oh, it on food lately. Fuck. You are getting healthy. Have you done no. have you done the salt water and lemon? I'm getting so healthy. You know what I ate on Sunday or Saturday? Saturday I went to Walmart. You know what sucks about being a trucker that doesn't have enough like reliable food storage? You go to Walmart, you know like, "All right, I just need to buy 2 days of food so I don't get conned into just going into the gas station and buying hot dogs and pizza." The problem is you can't go to Walmart and just buy like one yeah they don't they don't sell like you single can't, serving yeah food. you can't buy a small bag of chips you buy a family size yeah so i bought a family size bag of chips and <laughs> and ate a thing of salsa chips and salsa fuck yes <laughs> fuck yes but uh hey they were organic 
<laughs> organic chips. <laughs> they were organic blue corn chips. Not good GMO tomato salsa. <laughs> I'm big on the organic thing. I don't care what people say. Um, I don't know if it matters with like wheat, because uh, wheat gets so cooked and changed throughout its life, and it's also used for a lot of other stuff. But especially when it comes to vegetables and meat, I'm big on organic. I can, I notice a pretty good difference. But there is a taste difference. I noticed that it really hit me uh, last night on Valentine's night because um, my parents butchered a cow last year and we, you know, sectioned it out in quarters between the family. So I had a quarter and I went to the house and grabbed some T-bones to make for Valentine's dinner. And just sitting there after cooking, I, I, I smoked them. I could smell the difference in the in that steak compared to a store bought one. Yeah, one thing. Uh, so I I found a place out uh, just like forty minutes away from here that does grass fed, grass finished beef and pork. So I ordered some from them, and then uh, there's a kid my son goes to school with. His dad uh, raises cattle and stuff, and he was just getting some cows sent in. He needed to unload his freezer, so he gave us like twenty pounds of beef. Oh shit! Most of it was ground, but I mean, dude, you can do so many things with ground beef. It was funny because he was like, "Yeah, I, I probably have some room if you guys want to buy a half or a whole on this next batch." So we were kind of talking to him about it, but Haley was like, "Is it grass fed, grass finished?" He goes, "Don't get me started. It's grass fed, grain finished," and it's like, "I'm not gonna piss and moan and argue with a rancher. Don't get me wrong." But I will say even the beef he gave me was way better than just the generic, you know, Walmart beef. Yeah, yeah store bought. Uh, yeah, Haley even, you know, like cooking his beef, uh, she was like, the grease is like clean and clear. It's not all murky and shitty yep. looking. Smells better. I made hamburgers on the smoker with them. They were so fucking good. They were even just as good the next fucking day. Oh, yeah. After being in the refrigerator all night. But yeah, there's a... Uh, so I think we're going to mix it up. I'll probably get right. some from him and get some from my grass-fed, grass-finished ranch. That way you can do a comparison. Well, I have some. I oh. mean, for the first time in a long time, dude, I got like over 50 pounds of meat in my freezer. Oh, shit. But no, even his stuff was good. I had this conversation with someone else where I was like, sometimes you just got to go with better. Better is better. We were actually talking about soap and shampoo. I started using the, <laughs> like that Dr. Squatch soap. Okay. Um, it's kind of pricey, but I noticed right away it felt way better. Like you didn't, like it just felt cleaner. Um, but it's like an organic soap. They don't put like aluminum and dyes and fragrances in it. Interesting. So, and then I use their shampoo too, which is really weird. Uh, but we were talking about that anyway. I was just saying it's like better is better. Cause like I, I switched armpit deodorants and I use aluminum armpit deodorant that doesn't have aluminum in it. And I've noticed a big difference with that too. But it still has a bunch of like weird chemically shit I can't pronounce in it. But I was like, you know, just because you can't get fucking perfect smelling, cheap, affordable, easy to access, super organic deodorant doesn't mean you shouldn't buy the store-bought no aluminum one because it's still a step in the more natural way. So better is better. That was kind of the philosophy I was given on that beef. It's like I really think grass-fed, grass-finished is a better way to raise beef. I think it tastes better. I think it's better for the cow. Um, but I will say his beef was, even though it's grain finished, is still far better than just store-bought cheap beef. Oh, yeah. 
For sure. So it's like, I'm not going to pass up on an op- opportunity to get really affordable beef that's even higher quality than what you can get at the store. It's like, you know, better is better. Just because you can't get the fucking cream of the crop doesn't mean you shouldn't try to do better. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, I heard a guy talk about one time about diet sodas. He's like, look, this shit's bad for you. But if you're going to drink a fucking Coke, I'd rather you drink a Diet Coke. Because we really don't know a lot about all that fake sweetener shit. But, like, we know it's not good. And we know it can't be helpful. But we know sugar's the fucking devil. And there is so much sugar in a normal Coke. Oh, yeah. If you insist on drinking one, I'd rather you just drink one Diet Coke and move on and go drink some water. Um, but it was that whole better is better thing. I don't know how this relates to working with cokeheads. But. I was thinking like a second ago, like, we are way, way off topic. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's kind of hard because the topic's kind of short if you think about it. I was I was looking at the, at our, at the recordings. I was like, well, I think we hit our max at 14 minutes, so we got some filler to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I guess it's a hard subject because it's kind of unanswerable. I, I, I think it solely falls on the individual. And just where they are. Because, I mean, I I mean, we could say it the same way five times, you know. You you didn't like someone because they did drugs outside of work. I didn't like people because of their, out, their attitudes or, you know, running around. I would go to the bars with people and they'd be trying to hook up with different women in all, all the different states. And I need a girlfriend. My wife's at home. Well, that kind of sounds like a you problem. Right. You should kind of get that fixed. <laughs> Yeah. So I, get, I, I, I it's I think it solely falls on the individual and situation and then just how you want to how you want to deal with it. You, you you need to learn that separation because there's being able to work with somebody and then being able to be friends with somebody outside of work. You need to separate those differences. I almost think you have to have like two two lines of respect. Yeah. Like I have work respect for you and or personal respect like you could have work respect with someone who's running around on his wife but maybe you don't want to go drink with that guy at the bar after work yeah like he's just going to go try and hook up with another girl and then get you involved with it as well because i mean there's definitely people i've worked with that like this person's a hell of a worker but i don't want to deal with them outside of her yeah i think maybe that was like a a transition i i fucking meshed them together too much Mm mm-hmm Cause I, I've always thought about that. Like it was for me, the easy target was a drug test thing. It's like, I always like, why, well, you know, I get a promotion. I'm the only one that could pass fucking drug test. It's like, well, Albert, maybe you're not getting a promotion because you also can't run the fucking locator yet. Yeah. How much, how much value are you really bringing to the company? Exactly. I think I, instead of just focusing on work respect and then if I want to spend any time with you outside of work, yeah, I just fucking yeah, you were, them all together. Said fuck you, I'm better because I could pass a drug test. Yeah, you were ball, you were going off of uh, characteristic ability, not ability, characteristic traits compared to work capability. Well, and, va- and work value. And I think the problem was is like a good a good worker, like how we're saying, maybe you need two lines of respect. You need a respect on the clock and off the clock, and you can have one without the other. You don't have to have both. Um. I think that also a problem with mixing those two together is I've also been in positions where guys are mixing their off the clock shenanigans with on the clock time. Mm -hmm. You know, I've worked with, 
you know, I had a guy running a whole fucking job site and 50 fucking dudes who, uh, was doing like meth and shit at work. So it's that's like, hardcore. Yeah. Like he was hard into some shit and then that was like a big fucking problem. So it's like, I guess that makes it easier to just clump all people with bad habits together. Yeah. Yeah. When you can't separate that shit, like we were talking there was that Snapchat page. I don't, you don't do Snapchat. No. It was called pipeline shit and it kept getting banned and it would come back as something else and shit like that. But there was always, I'm going to assume it was, a, they were welders because fuck welders. <laughs> I'm just going to keep talking shit on you guys that they would show all the money and then, you know, a bag of Coke on their center console, just sitting there waiting to go drop a bead and fucking snorting Coke. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, do that shit at home. Yeah. Why do you have to do it at work? <coughs> yeah, that's a, I think that, I think that's a problem too, is too many people do mix out, out of work shit. Mm-hmm. But I used to have the same disrespect for a guy who was doing shit at work as I did for the guy who's like, no, I just do that shit on Friday night. Yeah. Like I, I clumped them together and I think maybe looking back, they deserved some separation. Yeah. If you have the self-control to keep that shit for the weekends, I mean, that person's on a different level than the guy that can't control himself and has to do it at work. Yeah. I think that was maybe part of my problem looking back is I just, I put both of those two, two type of people together. Like, Oh, you're both fucking cokeheads. It's like, well, there's a big difference between the guy that's doing fucking an eight ball a day at work and a big difference between the guy who's just wants to extend his Friday night a few hours. Yeah. So for you guys younger or currently not younger listening, if you think like this, fucking fix it. Yeah. Because do you you think it's a good good habit to have in the workplace? Or are you going to just... No. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great habit. It makes your boss more money. (laughs) Look at that guy. He's shoveling twice as fast as everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> but he's going to be out in a fucking stretcher from a heart attack. <laughs> but no, do you think it, as that person, you know, judging, because then you might be, like we said, that cancerous person being the Debbie Downer dragging the crew down because you're talking shit about this person. I wouldn't worry so much about being cancerous. I think you would, looking back, I think maybe I could have improved myself quicker by focusing on what those people were doing right instead of the one thing they were doing wrong. Yeah, you know, as a, as a message to the people that are listening. Yeah, you know, try and create that separation and acknowledge what they can, what value they bring to the actual job site, and not what they do at home. Yeah, that does not bleed into the job. And I would also, especially to younger people, I'd say one doesn't equal the other. Um, okay. If if you work for a guy who's like one of those guys, like I was saying, maybe he's just looking to extend his Friday night drinking a few hours. But Monday when he comes into work, he's sober as a bird, ready to roll. I wouldn't say that guy's your supervisor or a crew lead or something. I wouldn't look at him and say, oh, because he does it, I can do it too, or I should do it too. No, you can't, dude. Because I will also tell people – even those guys who are um, controlling their bad habits, not letting even the guys that can control their bad habits, but they don't let their bad habits control them. Even those guys go ask them how much money they've spent on that or how much problems it's caused them. Oh yeah. Like the people that enjoy this, go to the strip club on the weekends on payday. Exactly. They'll come back to work on Monday fucking broke. Cause they spent it all on crystal. Even if the well, <laughs> 
That sounds like <laughs> someone is letting their habit control them. I'm saying even the guy who's like, maybe he goes to the strip club with the boys, but yeah, he only takes a $50 bill and that's all. Like he controls himself, right? But go say, how long you been doing that? How much money over time oh, have you wasted doing that? That makes sense now. You know, how many, argu- yeah, it's like, it's like a, a how many, ar- how many, yeah. How many arguments has it caused with your wife or your girlfriends or whatever in the yeah. past? I would definitely, I would be more cautious of that than anything. It's okay. like, just because other people do it doesn't mean you should do it too. I highly recommend being, uh, the soberest guy on the job site, the cleanest guy on the job site, but also figure out how to be the best. Don't figure out how to just diminish everyone else because of a bad habit. I will tell you, just as the guy that doesn't drink, it is, I mean, I still try to engage in the drinking talk, but it is hard at the same time because drinking is fun. Yeah, drinking's a hard one because it's the most common one, I think. And it, there's so many variations of it. There's guys who go too far. There's guys who don't go too far. There's guys who don't do any. There's, there's uh, and like you said, you can't, you know, you can't partake in good job guys. Friday. Here's fucking beer 30. Like yeah. you just like, all right guys. I'm yeah. When, my, when I'm the guy say, like, go fast, have a good one. Yeah. When the guy say it's time to go have a beer, I was like, all right, cool. I mean, go have one for me. Yeah. Well, and it's yeah, awkward. It, it's awkward too, because like I've been on, you know, smaller construction sites, um, small companies and stuff where it's like everybody gets back to the yard and the boss is like, Oh yeah, there's a case of beer, you know, don't get drunk, but go have a beer and relax for five minutes before you go home. And it's like, it's a sign of endearment, but at the same time to someone like you, it's a sign of like, well, thanks. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I mean, I, that, that part, I don't, it doesn't really bother me. It, it's definitely, it doesn't bother you, but you also can't appreciate it the same as a guy who was like, fuck yeah. Cold beer. At the yeah, end of I the got, day. I got my water guys. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. It it has definitely given me a new perspective on alcohol. As much as I love Bud Light and drinking, the time I've spent not drinking, I definitely have a different outlook on it. Because it's so, it's been around for fucking ever. Oh yeah, it's the you know like you said it's it's a drug. It's the one drug that's been socially acceptable for all of all of mankind. Yeah. So. People can abuse it as much as they want, and it, oh, he's just having a fun time. So I mean, it's 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 different being on this side of the fence. Yeah. Well, you have to have, like people need to have a degree of honesty too. Like, you know, I have friends that drink way too much, mm-hmm. and it's sometimes I got to sit back and look at them and be like, you know, if you weren't my friend, you'd be clumped up with that guy who's uh can't keep his bad habits out of work yeah but you're my friend so i just like oh you're going through a rough patch or you know your wife just left him you got an excuse no there's no excuse you're letting your habit control you at that point but i think there's also you have to be careful with the tolerances one thing i've i've seen with a lot of guys who quit drinking which i mean you seem to be pretty i mean obviously you're good at you haven't thrown any rocks at me and i'm sitting over here with two beers but I've seen a lot of guys who quit drinking and the next thing you know, anybody who drinks is a pile of shit now. I've I've, seen, there's been one instance for sure that was a hard night for me. Two, the second one wasn't as bad, 
But there's been a, <clears throat> excuse me, there's been, yeah, like I said, one time that I, I was sitting there, I was like, okay, either I'm leaving or that drink's leaving because I fucking want that. Yeah. But see, you were, you recognize that was a you thing. I'm saying yeah. like, I've seen guys that it's like 60 days sober. The next thing you know, anybody who grabs a beer is a fucking degenerate piece of shit. It's like, motherfucker, yeah. I don't calm com- down. <laughs> I don't compare people just because I quit doesn't mean you should. Yeah. But they're after not drinking i do see the people that have that have my old drinking habits if not more i was like okay maybe you should tone it down a yeah. little bit but i'm not gonna sit here like albert get those fucking coors away from me why <laughs> why are you drinking you fucking ass yeah I'm not, well, yeah that's well, not me i mean i find it you know i lost 50 pounds and i find myself a lot more judgmental of people overweight i am I've been like that for a couple of years. I mean, people are going to say, it's a condition. It's no, not. the condition is your fucking attitude. The condition is the amount of times your hand goes from a table to your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so glad I didn't have water in my mouth. Uh, no, I mean, it's true. I, like that podcast that we would listen to, the business owner's podcast. They had a gentleman in there a while back that was in a wheelchair. He was wheelchair bound. and Twice. Yeah, <laughs> twice. And he was trying to get it through people's mind that you don't understand the gift that you have. And people that are, you know, over, I'm just going to say over, that are fucking fat, don't understand the effort that they put in, how much better of a life they could have. But it it is so much easier living the life of struggle than changing your life. Yeah, I think, so like with alcohol, I think it's, it's kind of like obesity. It, they're actually kind of the same now that I think about it. I'm trying to formulate a thought here. So like with alcohol, like you were saying, it's easier for you to judge. Maybe not me because I'm not sitting here 38 beers deep trying to keep my words together right now on a fucking Wednesday night. Yeah. But it's also easier for you to recognize that guy who like maybe does have a little bit of a problem that two, three years ago, you were like, oh, that's normal. And now that you're... Yeah, I'm joining him. Yeah. Now you're like, oh, maybe he does need to chill it out. Mm-hmm. Um, It's kind of like obesity. I don't th- judge people who have a little extra weight, but I do judge people who are overweight because when you come from there, like I was 5'7", 230 pounds. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm fat guy strong. Like, no, I'm just fat. <laughs> like yeah you were trying I, to i can push make- i can push this thing that's fucking 500 pounds i can push it up a out of the back of a truck because i'm half its fucking weight yeah it's not because i'm strong it's because you're used to moving that uh, yeah half of that already um and i think it's just it also comes because i know how simple it, it can be to lose weight mm-hmm. i think that the, the judgment comes from there and it's because I can honestly look back now and say, no, I was just a lard ass. It's all, it's like what you were saying earlier. It's also, sugar is also a fucking addictive thing. Yeah. Sugar's bad. Well, I think what, that. What are we? There's so many topics happening. Sorry. Right. <laughs> Sugar's the devil for sure. Um, no, I just, for me, I judge because, like, and I'm still overweight. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I should probably be at least 20 pounds lighter than I am for how much muscle mass I have. How much do you weigh? One, like I've been bouncing between 185 and 190 now. Okay. 
Um, That's not bad. During the summer, I was hovering right around like 180. Um, but for my my weight and the fact that I'm not lean or ripped, I should probably only be like 160. Or for my my height, mm-hmm. I should be around probably 160. I would guess. For what the doctors <laughs> recognize as your appropriate BMI and shit like that. Not really what, because I, I don't believe in that shit. I'm just judging based on the fact of how many handfuls of fat I can grab um, around my fucking waist. I don't know if you could lose 20 more pounds. I could. <clears throat> I mean, you could. You can start doing coke and lose it. No. <laughs> I could, dude. My eating habits now are so bad. Like, I eat quality food now. That's the big difference. I can eat. I eat more high quality food. So it's not affecting me as bad as if I ate lower quality bullshit all the time. But no, like if I took my shirt off and you seen my love handles in my stomach, you'd be like, yeah, there's probably 15, 20 pounds there you could lose. Yeah. I, I just like don't if see 20. I could see 20 easy. Okay. Um, I couldn't see 20 a year ago when I was actually working out. It's kind of like it's your muscle to fat ratio is the way I look at it. I don't believe in the whole BMI thing because so much of it doesn't make sense because technically Joe Rogan's obese because of his weight compared to his height. I remember seeing a video (laughs) on like um, not necessarily bodybuilders, but, you know, people that are very well fit and they have a very good body physique and they're they're considered overweight and it's unhealthy, but, but they have... Like, you know, you know, whatever, like a 3% body fat. And I don't know the true term or the true reason. I don't know if it's because someone said it's because there's so much size of your body that your heart is working hard overtime to get all the blood across your body, which I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but I could see it. I think now if you're like fucking the mountain, Eddie, whatever, Eddie Hall, that might be a problem because look at the size of that man. Well, I mean, look at Ronnie Coleman. He was f- almost 400 pounds at one point. Yeah, look at Ronnie Coleman. Look at Arnold Schwarzenegger. Do you know Ronnie Coleman actually tested for negative body fat one year? How do you, what? That's <laughs> what so he negative? said. He, uh, he was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. It was an older one I listened to recently, though. But yeah, he was like, one time he did a body fat test, and he was at point like zero three percent And another, kind, another test, he came up at like negative 1% percent body fat how do you get negative because yeah. the guy is a savage and on roids just yelling yeah buddy <laughs> yeah yeah buddy Dude, i've been teaching tucker to say that right <laughs> Haley was like i was at the gym the other night and there's all these fuckers working out in the mirrors she goes you know how bad he, how bad i just wanted to yell lightweight <laughs> i was like you should have fucking done it <laughs> she's like no i was like just do it fuck him um no, the reason I know I could lose body fat and weight um, is just because the weight I am now is the same weight I was two years ago when I was out here working out an hour and a half every night, and I was borderline at a six-pack. Okay. It's just how much you have 185 pounds. How much of that 185 pounds is bones, blood, body fat, and muscle? Right now, I'm still 185 pounds, but there's more body fat than there was muscle. It's yeah. that body fat percentage thing. So, like... I could lose 20 pounds of fat and I'd be thin. I'm sure I I have about five or 10 pounds around my stomach I could lose, but that's all diet right there. That That's what it comes down to. Well, that's to. what I'm saying. And that's why, back to what we kind of, I mean, the other 14 subjects, why I was saying it's so easy for me to judge obese people because I lost 
50 or 45 of those pounds just by watching what I shoved in my mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as raunchy as that sounds. <laughs> no, I mean, it was all diet. It was calorie counting. That's all it took for me. And that just shows how bad my habits were because that's also, that means that's all it took for me to get that fucking fat. Mm-hmm. And I was just too many calories in, not enough out. And all I did is I didn't put more calories out. I, in fact, I put less out because I started driving. So I was sitting on my ass for 12 hours a day. Yeah, you're not burning as much. And I was operating equipment when I first started. When I first started just calorie counting, I was still on the pipeline. So I, I was I was like the laziest operator too because I was just running a fucking grader. I was just running a blade. That's very simple. So. Yeah. I was just driving up and down and fucking straight lines all day moving dirt. So it's like I, I never had to even fucking climb up a set of tracks to get into the hoe. I mean, that shit had steps like one foot off the ground. <laughs> and then once I was in there, I was in there for 12 hours. Um, so yeah, all I did was just like, I'm going to cap myself at this many calories a day. And that's all it took for me. I'm not saying that's going to work for everybody, but I guarantee it'll work for majority people. Oh yeah. And then when that quit working, then I went on to the quality over quantity thing. Yeah. When, you, I, when you plateaued at the first thing, you got used to that, that routine. Yeah. So then you went to the next one. Yeah. And then that was, that was a quality thing, which is when I got into organic meat and organic vegetables and this and that versus this and that type of shit. And then that made another five, 10 pound difference. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of do hit a point where nothing else is going to happen unless you start outputting energy. Yeah. You, you've plateaued what you can with current diet. Yeah, The only thing you could do now is get really high quality foods and then not eat enough. But then you run into this issue of being malnourished yeah. and then that's not healthy either. So no, I just, as we were saying though, I, I think it's easier to judge when you've been there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know what it takes. Cause like we use that when you started, when you made your changes, like when I quit drinking, I weighed 220 to 225 and I'm six one ish right around there. You know, I, I have a couple pictures of when I, what I looked like back then. I don't have much. I deleted almost everything. Plus I got a new phone and it decided to fucking delete everything. I got mine as a reminder. Um, like yeah. I wanted to keep them, but I'm pretty sure I got a picture of me at two 30 and you're like, God damn marshmallow boy. <laughs> you're like the little blueberry girl from Willy Wonka with a beard and you're not blue. <laughs> violet. You're turning violet. violet. Well, the problem is when you're like living that life, it doesn't seem abnormal. But now when I look at that picture, I'm like, Holy yeah. fuck. I was a fat ass. Yeah. Well, cause I remember trying to gain weight cause I was tired of being the skinny guy. Mm-hmm. So I finally hit 200 pounds and then I started increasing like my post-workout drinks I would have and I shot up to 220 and I was like, perfect. This is kind of what I wanted, but it wasn't like the form, like the physical look aspect I wanted. Mm-hmm. And then obviously drinking and life and all that shit changed to where I had this fucking, you could see it in my stomach. It was all the alcohol and yeah. bread and shit because it was just a fucking lump right there. Yep. And then I quit drinking and I never really paid attention to the scale. I got rid of, al- obviously, alcohol completely and replaced it with water. And then I randomly jumped on the scale one day and it said 200. I was like, that's 20 pounds. Yep. And I'm currently at like 180. So I was like, I've lost 40 pounds just by no alcohol, a fuckload of water. And then like my diet, my diet changed slightly like obviously i pay attention to what i eat i'm not shoving oreos in my mouth every day all day but alcohol and water are definitely 
two big things that you could very easily change. Yeah. Well, I always tell people when they say, I can't lose weight, I said, have you counted calories? Because that, that's not the end-all, be-all. That's no. not the easiest solution. But like I talked about on whatever podcast when we talked about weight loss and diet and stuff, if you just track that shit for a day, like don't cheat. Oh, and by the way, I remember the app I mentioned, them fucking assholes charge you to be able to scan the barcodes now. Of course they did. Yeah. They gave for you a, years. They gave you a free trial. No, for like 10 years, oh, yeah. you could just scan them. But they recently changed it to where you got to pay the $7 a month, which in my opinion is well worth it if you need to lose weight. Well, they probably have such a big user base now they can make, monetize off of it. Well, they probably had to do something. Yeah. I mean, I don't see how they were making a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but no, I was just saying, uh, I tell people, like, don't change your habits. Don't Honestly, don't change your habits. Just track it. You'll probably shit bricks at how many calories you drink alone compared to eat. Like, if you just, like, I know guys back in the day on the pipeline, it's like, they drink coffee. Maybe they throw a little sugar in their coffee or a little creamer. Um, they drink maybe one water and then they drink a soda. Then they drink an energy drink. Maybe they're drinking a soda with lunch and then they're drinking something else in the afternoon. Like, I've showed people, like, alone you're drinking a thousand calories and if you're roughly a two thousand dollar two thousand calorie a day person you're mm-hmm. drinking half we haven't even started to count the food you're eating uh, that's a good yeah that's true i was i was googling calories and i went to bud light because that's my drink it says 12 bullshit that's not you can't put anything on the internet that's not true albert fucking 12 calories per ounce fucking <laughs> miller miller light is one of the lowest calorie beers and it's 96 oh hold on it says right here 12 calories, type Budweiser, quantity one fluid ounce. Mm-hmm. So 12 <laughs> times 12, 144 so, ounces. So I changed. Or 144 yeah, calories. 12, 12 fluid ounces is 145 calories for one Budweiser. Yeah. And, and if you if drink you, 10 of those a night. Yeah, if you drink a fucking 12 or 24, or I'd like the 18, because I would get the tall tall Bud Light cans, mm-hmm. so you get those in 18 packs. The 16 ounces? Yeah, I would drink yeah. a fucking case of those. Yeah. A fucking night. Yeah, so you were drinking... 1500 calories a night yeah and that's not counting anything else you did yeah the that's, rest just, of the that's day. my from dinner to bedtime yeah. calorie that's not counting the whole rest of your day no <laughs> and that's why i tell people sometimes you'll shit alone at how many calories you drink and i'm not even saying if you're a drinker yeah i'm just saying between two sodas a day and well let me grab my go fast i'll tell you right now go fast is pretty good calorie wise it says 100 calories, 100 calories from my go fast. I was going to guess 180. Yeah. Um, Is that per oh, serving? Oh, no, that's serving size 8 ounces. So there's two servings in this. Okay, so the to- 300 calories. To- 200 calories in this or can. Or 200, yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, damn it. It's not as healthy as I thought it was. Yeah. But well, I need I need advice, Albert. You can't take everything No, I, I don't <laughs> tell people to take everything because what I've also learned over the years is... There's a difference between a calorie from a Twinkie and a calorie from a thing of beef. Like oh, I was yeah. saying, when I did that all meat yeah. diet for 30 days, I was probably eating four or 5,000 calories a day in meat, but I wasn't gaining any fucking weight. I was getting so fucking lean. And that's part of my big diet now is I go heavy on meat, heavy on butter when I'm home. Hostess Twinkies, calories 260. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that, that that comes with another. But fact. I would say you could probably eat five hundred calories of decent quality beef. I'm not even saying it has to be the most organic, green, best beef in the world. 
Just saying decent. Not maybe not Walmart, but <laughs> maybe Walmart's organic selection. I don't know. Maybe Walmart beef. You could probably eat 500 calories of beef and gain the same amount of weight you're going to gain from a Twinkie. Mm-hmm. Like let's say you gain one tenth of a pound or something. Like there is a difference because I noticed when I went to higher quality foods, I could eat more and my weight wouldn't fluctuate. Yeah. Well, it, it comes down to we 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 chatted about it earlier. Um, the Aubrey Aubrey Marcus's book is a very good oh, yeah, educator, a super good book. There's a huge difference in fats, healthy fats, good fats, um, and things like that. So when when you become aware of what you're actually putting in your body, like what we're talking about now, you know, you want to do a thousand calories of Twinkies or do you want to do a thousand calories of, of, a, of, a, of just beef? We're just going to say straight beef. It doesn't have to be any, anything, just beef. Which one are you going to pick? Because one's cl- clearly the better choice. Exactly. Well, I mean, it's like, remember that thing I posted on Facebook that showed that, what was it? M&Ms were better than beef. Yeah. The... Go look yeah. at some of these things that health, quote unquote, health people are trying to push. Frosted Wheaties are better than organic beef. Yeah. Fuck out of here. Sugar covered Wheaties are not better than beef. I'm a firm. I'm a firm believer that it is their way of trying to make you obese, and then back to our last episode keep you in the doctor's office keep, yeah keep, yeah keep you in the doctor's office we're gonna make keep, you fat take that pills. way we can give you all these pills that you pay for and that way you're still well, giving us money exactly look at covid the the biggest contributor to covid was obesity yeah when did they ever say lose weight they didn't they, they said n- go take 10 vaccines never <laughs> once did anyone ever say to do something healthy no not I, not until lately no for the first two years of it they were like just take our vaccines um, wear a mask, you know, spend money on masks. Guess who controls the masks? We do. Yeah. The shipment wise, you yeah. know? Yeah, no, it's, it's just silly, but no, it, it, it's, it just comes down to on the diet thing. Like I said, the reason it's so easy for me to judge and I may come across as a judgy prick is for two things. Society kind of like our last episode, pushing norms uh, like mainstream media trying to normalize stupid shit like suicide and all that stuff. Look at all the plus, plus, plus size models these days. It's like, I'm sorry, but a, a five foot five woman who weighs 300 pounds is not the it's ideal not, image of beautiful. I don't find that attractive. Nobody I'm, does. I'm and you shouldn't that tell that person she is. You should say, Hey, you should get healthy. Uh, look, I'm, 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 I'm glad that you feel good that you you don't feel good lose 200 pounds and you'll know what feeling good really I know, is. i get that <laughs> i get that but there's those people that need to be somewhat comfortable in their skin i can tell you right now that when i quit drinking and i was two third 220 i didn't like the way i looked mm-hmm. obviously i fixed it the people that can feel good that way but are still willing to make those better changes because they know that they can be better that's where you need to be always wanting more wanting to be better that's what you that's what you should strive for just because you weigh 300 pounds doesn't mean you're going to be sadder what where, how am i trying to say this being, just because you're happy being 300 pounds doesn't mean you're going you're not going to be happier weighing you know 210 oh yeah then you're going to be even happier when you hit 180 well that was the thing when i started strive dieting. for greatness when i started dieting the other thing is you get like a personal competitive thing yeah like i got I got the fucking 
oh, I lost two pounds. I can lose two more. I can lose two more. I can lose two more. And it, it's a, it's funny because society has this way of being like, oh, you're beautiful even though you're fucking obese. But society also has this way of cheering you on like a motherfucker. When I first posted, like I never posted, I'm on a diet, guys, trying to lose weight. When I lost, I think it was 49 pounds, I finally posted the little weight graph I was using to chart myself and everybody was like, congrats, awesome, you know? And it's like, it's funny. Everyone's so congratulatory when you lose a bunch of weight, but nobody was honest saying, hey, Albert, you look kind of like a fat ass. (laughs) 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 And I think... Well, so how, I mean, how do you come across, how do you, how do you approach people like that? I've become blunt about it. To be honest, I might come across as a as a prick about it, but like when people say like, I'm just big boned, I say, no, you're not. You eat too much. Yeah. Cause it, it just like the person that drinks so much. Hey man, I think you should turn it down. Hey man, I think you should lose your, I think you should go to the gym or exercise or lose some weight. I think you should, you know, not go spend your, all your time at the bar on Friday night. I don't think you should be the person that does the Coke to extend your Friday night and things like that. How do you approach people like that to yeah in a, in a constructive way? I think you have to come to a place where you're, you're honest, but not bossy, which is a big problem I had for like 29 years. How old are you? 30. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a big problem with just being bossy instead of just being like, here's my point of view, take it or leave it. Yeah. Like, Hey man, you're overweight. You should, you know, you should look at losing some weight instead of just be like, you need to do A, B, C, and D. And if you don't, fuck you. That's how I used to be. And I think that's how people should approach all those type of things. Like, hey man, I think your fucking little Friday night Coke habit's getting a little wild. You should turn that down. Yeah. And then take it or leave it. You got to walk away and say, I said my piece. You know how I think. I know how I think. That's it. Yeah, if you can... It's different if someone comes to you and says, what should I do? Then you, you've you been given permission to be bossy. Yeah. But you shouldn't go to someone and be bossy without them solicitating it. You know, that you should... You should be honest still, though, and say, hey, man, your drinking's a little fucking too much. You're You're letting this shit control your life. Like, I've had friends where I've told them my opinion and then that's that like i've been done with it because it's like i i can't control you yeah you know you're you're not a dog on a leash i can't control every part of your life but there's a point where for my mental health i got to be honest i can't fucking kid myself and say oh you're going through a hard time keep drinking fucking 67 beers a day i can't that's just lying to myself that's not good for me no um i've had people over you know the times the, the time i've had to do what I've done. There's been people that have come to me for advice um, that want to quit drinking that need, I guess my outlook and the way I approach things because they don't know how to do it. I mean, I didn't know what I was doing when I did. I just quit. Yeah. I've had people tell me I need to get a sponsor. I've had people tell me I need to go to constant meetings and I've had things like that. And I've had my hard nights and where I've texted people because I didn't know what to do. But then I've been able to get to where I'm at today where people see that and now they come to me and I can give them the, I, I, it's not really tools because I don't really have tools that I'm aware of. You know, things that I've done, what I've, things I've noticed and paid attention to, 
to then help reassure someone that it is possible because if you can promote the positive changes that you've done, it will bleed out publicly to people that might need that help. Yeah. Because I've had, like I said, there's been people that have come to me yeah, but that's that need to quit drinking. That's what I'm saying, though. They're, they're soliciting your help. Yeah. They're coming to you and saying, hey, what did you do? What should I do? You're not running around with a fucking billboard in their face saying, you need to do this, you need to do that, Yeah. blah, 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 until they ask you. And I think that's the healthy way to do it. Like you said, you put it out there, people see it, then they come to you. Where I was a more of a, I'm going to shove this down your throat. <laughs> approach <Yeah. laughs> whether you're asking me or not you're getting it <laughs> and i think that's that's the healthy way to do it but i still think you have to take in like your mental health too like i i've come to a point where i'm like i'm not gonna tell someone they look good if they don't look good mm-hmm. but i'm also not gonna write them up a diet plan and tell them where to shop and go hand it to them and tell them they have to do it unless they ask me Yes. I've had that, that same thing. A friend reached out because they wanted to lose weight. I gave them numbers of who to call, um, pre-workout, pre-workouts, different proteins and different things that you can't eat. I was like, here's all the tools. It, it's all up to you. I can't make you do this, but this is what I suggest right. type thing. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't make you do it. If you want it, you have to do it. And it's like the, the what most, one of the most recent people that reached out to me about drinking. I was like, this is what I did, man. I can't make you stop drinking. Right. I can't make your life better. You have to want it for everything that you have going on in your life. You have to be the one that puts in the work, whether you want to do it or not. You're either going to sit there and keep being a drunk piece of shit and sad, or you're going to fucking fix it and go through 90 <laughs> days of hell. Right? No, I mean, and that's, that's probably the best way to deal with all of that from, from both sides, from your side and their side. Because at the end of the day, the people who are most likely to make a change are the people who seek it out, mm-hmm. not the people you just shove it upon. You know, the 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 person who's going to listen to you the most is the guy who came and asked for your help, not the guy you fucking preached down his throat without him asking. Yeah. Like, you're just kind of wasting both your time. But, like, you, do, you still have to be honest, and you kind of have to be judgy in your own head. You know, like, I... I see people all the time that are overweight. I see myself and I'm still overweight. And it's just like, you have to be honest and not say, Oh, I I look all right. Like this shirt makes me look good. (laughs) You say, no motherfucker, you need to lose some weight. And that's that. Now you can choose to lose it or not, but we're going to be honest with where point A is at least. And that's, I don't know. That's where I come from when I was saying, you know, you still have to be like, I get judgy. Okay. Because I used to be, like I said, I when I was a little fat butterball, it was fucking, oh, I'm fat man strong. I'm barely fat. And then I see myself now and I'm still like, I'm still kind of fat. And I'm like, holy fuck, I was super fat two, three years ago or four years ago now. But like, you have to not push those norms and you also have to like tell society not to push that shit. Like big is not beautiful. Sorry. Good luck. You got to tell tell that to all the fucking major marketers and industries out there. Two two dinks out here just can't change the world. <laughs> Dink one and two. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a fact. Um, we can only change it every listener at a time that wants that chooses to listen. But yeah. 
we we can't compete with fucking Adidas and be not Beyonce. Um, some whatever fucking makeup companies there are. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> no, I don't wear shit. makeup, dude. <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> yeah, but that's Avon. Avon, there you go. Yeah, that just it goes back to what we talked about in the last episode. You know, just put romanticizing shit that shouldn't be. Quit romanticizing being fat. It's not cool. Quit romanticizing being a drunk. It's not just a hard time you're going through. Like my biggest thing, my probably two biggest irritations are romanticizing of being overweight. Like, no, overweight is not good. End of story. And people might disagree, but I don't think being a drug addict is a disease. I know a lot of people have a different opinion on that, but it's, at the end of the day, unless you're getting like fucking drugs snuck into your food and you don't know about it, it's your choice to do it. I'm going to agree with you on that. And as much as people are going to hate me for that and hate, hate that opinion. They can hate it all they want. I've seen too many people fuck off their lives, screw over their kids, screw over their family. My outlook on that is because... It's not a disease because what a disease is, is cancer that my cousin died from. Like we talked about the last episode. Exactly. My cousin did not choose to have cancer for over half of his life and die from it at the age of 20. Yeah. You chose to keep getting high and drunk. Exactly. That's That's, my argument. Yeah. And that's, that's the type of things I think society needs to quit romanticizing because now you're giving these people an excuse not to change. Yeah. You're saying, oh, you can't control it. It's a disease because your cousin couldn't control getting cancer. You know, now they're, now they're trying to equate being a heroin addict, the same with someone who gets cancer. It's like, it's not the fucking same. It's really not. No, I'd much rather have my cousin back. Well, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I mean, it just, I don't know. I see a lot of people go, oh, they're, they're they're sick. They're not sick. They're stupid. Is your fucking shop haunted? No, the door's open. Oh, okay. I was like, that's the third time that's creaked. (laughs) What the fuck's happening? No, that, but, uh. No, that's just, I don't know. Quit romanticizing shit. If you got a problem, you need to be honest and say you got a problem. Mm-hmm. You can choose to fix it or not, but... Who's 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 going to be in control of it? Only the person doing it. Like I said, unless someone's just secretly dosing your food with fucking fentanyl, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you if you're choosing to do that shit yourself. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't like... The analogy you put out was perfect. I don't I don't like how people try to put that on the same level. Like a fucking a heroin addict is just out of control as a cancer patient. That's bullshit. Yeah. It's not true. And if people keep trying to push that narrative. Yeah, you don't choose to get diabetes. You don't choose to get cancer. You well, don't get, you don't choose to get Alzheimer's. Diabetes, diabetes is kind of a bad one. Yes and no. Sometimes some, some diabetes you can't yeah. control. Some you can. Some people, you don't, you don't choose to get legit diseases. Yeah. But no, I just, like I said, romanticizing that shit no. and just trying to normalize it. Don't normalize it. Make it the fringe. It should be weird that you're a drug addict. It shouldn't be a normal, uncontrollable disease. Yeah. That should, it should be fucking weird and you should be judged for it. Uh, don't normalize being five foot six, five foot seven and 230 pounds with fucking, you know boobs bigger than your wife <laughs> like it's not normal it's not cool so how do you want to wrap this up 
since we our normal talking point just kind of went way off to the fucking wind outside in the freezing cold. Yeah. Don't be the person that clumps your weekend habits into your work ethic. Yeah. If you can look if you can make yourself open enough to realize that Albert is a fucking great operator <laughs> but enjoys coors in a doobie on the weekends. No doobies. I know. I tried that like fuck four years ago. That weed is not the same. <laughs> Never again. But yeah, if if you can control your habits outside of work and not let that shit bleed, just make sure that you're grown up and mature enough to realize that, you know, it's okay to an extent. Obviously, if he's fucking doing fucking shooting up on the weekends, that's a, probably a different story. There's 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 going to be a fucking right and there's going to be a wrong and there's going to be that gray area. But make sure you're making the right calls and not judging someone because they might like to fucking yeah do that booger sugar it, it, well, still bo- don't do booger sugar if you if you find yourself kind of in the position i was at work where it's just you're judging just make sure you're judging for the right reasons yes you know don't don't think you're better just because you can pass a drug test and you're overlooking the fact that this guy who's doing a little bit of booger sugar friday night is a better leader a better operator more knowledgeable about you know how to bend pipe or whatever your job is. He might be able to teach you a lot at work. On the flip side, if you're the young guy, don't think you need to do that to be him either. Yeah. Just take the positive qualities and roll with it. Agreed. I like that. So, I don't know. Let's just wrap it up. Okay. Social media is everybody. (laughs) Instagram, the underscore blue collar underscore syndicate. Facebook, the Blue Collar Syndicate Podcast, TikTok, Blue Collar Syndicate Pod. And for those of for anyone that doesn't know where to find these, they are in the show notes. They're all clickable links that will take you straight to everything. So that way you can hit the share, the follow, the like button, the comment button, everything. If you just go to the show notes and you know hit the see more option and it'll drop down, it'll show you everything, clickable links for everything that you need to find us on. And like Albert said in the last episode, there's Wait, a potential giveaway? It's coming, yes. It's coming soon. There's a giveaway coming. So if you want your spot in there, you better start working your way into the if you, if top you, tier list. If you watch our clips, click the like button when you're done watching it. Yeah. If you watch half of it, click the, click the like button anyway. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that when that drawing comes, it might turn into like a who shares comments and likes type thing. Obviously, yeah. that interaction, we want to make sure the, the, the right person receives the gift. It's we want to. It's going to be interaction based for yeah. sure. But I mean, we still appreciate everyone that listens no matter what. Um, the numbers always help, even if it's three, but obviously 300 is better, but we're not going to be picky. Absolutely. So and, I hope uh, you. Jugs are bad and okay. Yeah. Hugs, not drugs. <laughs> Jug, jugs are bad. Sugar is bad. Eat more meat, eat more butter. Drink more water. Drink more water. Yep. If you're going to drink four beers, put a water in there somewhere. There you go. Take care, everybody. Later.